The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Welcome back to the Secrets of Technology podcast. I'm Kim Commando, America's digital goddess, and I never miss an episode. You're listening to the Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the tech news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hey, Pat. Hello there. And oh, that's your your line, Father. <laughs> <laughs> and Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hi, Father. Hello there. <laughs> you do it better. <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, he has the high ground. <laughs> Before we get to uh, today's topics, I want to tell you all about another show on the StarQuest Network that you're sure to enjoy called The Secrets of Doctor Who. And that's where uh, Jimmy Aiken, Father Koi Stika, and I talk about everything to, having to do with Doctor Who from the early 1960s first Doctor all the way to the present day and all the new Doctor Who. Uh, we talk about the big Finnish audio productions, the stuff that they're coming out with in an animation where they're recreating the lost episodes and all that great stuff. We've been doing it for, oh, like almost uh, nine, seven, eight, nine years at this point, I forget now. I mean, there's 270 something episodes. So it's a lot of fun. Check it out if you're a fan of Doctor Who at all, the for the classic, the new, whatever it is, check it out at the Secrets of Doctor Who, wherever fine podcasts are found, or at sqpn.com slash Doctor Who. So today we thought we would uh, revisit a topic from almost exactly a year ago, actually. It was a year less a week or wow. so. Uh, we talked about, in episode 103, we, ta- we discussed our Oculus Quest tips, hits, tips, hints, and picks. Did that 10 times fast. And uh, <laughs> and so at the time, we said this is a lot of fun, a lot of cool information. Let's revisit this again next year. When Now it's next year. And so it's time to come back and look at what's new in Oculus. And wow, <laughs> a lot has happened in the past year, including uh, Facebook's rebranding as Meta and its big push in the metaverse and all of this, the ideas of that will be all living in the Ready Player One metaverse uh, sometime soon and doing all our stuff there, probably not. But nevertheless, <laughs> there's a lot going on. A lot is happening. So uh, so first, just to kind of check in with both of you, how, is your, how have you been doing with your Oculus Quest? Has, it, has your interest waxed or waned? Is that, uh, I, actually, I kind of know how it's going to go. But for, first, <laughs> Father Andrew, well, let me ask you first, because I, I think I know what Pat will say. But how is your Oculus usage been going over time so i feel bad for saying this but it's definitely waned yeah um and and that's not because i'm not interested in it it's for one i've just um had so many other things on my plate um and i i use it not well i i'm sure pat you you're gonna you, you use it for way more than i do i use it for for just kind of the fun gaming sort of thing which is uh when i when i have time and so i don't yeah, I don't I don't dedicate a whole lot of time to it and um and then I also I've I've still got the the Oculus Quest 1. So mm-hmm. some of the some of the newer things I um I can't get cuz they're on the the 2. And um yeah, I guess the desires there, but 
it's it's not it's not you know the focus of of what I do when I'm when I'm in my off time. I'd rather be watching the Book of Boba Fett than uh, <laughs> than you know uh, even though there are other Star Wars games, which is primarily what I what I do. Uh, so so yeah, so I see them for me as more of a kind of a uh, I mean kind of a when I when I have some downtime, my a hobby, but um not not my primary hobby, I guess. Okay, yeah. Um, before I, I ask you, Pat, I, I, I want to kind of add to that. My, I, I'm not using as much as I, as perhaps I'd like to partly because I, and in fact, this is a, a big issue. I think that might be for some, some people, I don't have enough room to, to, mm-hmm. to, to really play. Like you want to have space and we'll talk in a minute of why, <laughs> this, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> why you want to have space in order to use it. And I just thought we have a small house. It's kind of crowded. Every time I want to use it, the only room I really feel comfortable using it is this room, my office. And I've got to like move all the, the chairs out and clear as much space as I can. And it's still smaller than they recommend. You know, it's just, it, so I don't use it as much. The interesting thing is, is my kids have started using it. Uh, they, they were using the, um, what was that when the Rift was at the the go the go, uh, and they got so frustrated because it has the one controller. I finally let them start using the two, the Quest Two. Oh, I can play golf with them. Yes, you can play <laughs> golf with them. Yay! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so they've been they've been in there, and they they can do the roller coaster. They can do the what was the the, the World War One flight simulator one. The stuff I can't planes, do because I warplanes. yeah because I get air, I get uh, motion sick doing it. Uh, it's just I'm old now and they're young and they can do that sort of thing. And uh, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. So they've actually started getting into it more. And it's it's really great that you got got me that new headband with the batteries, Pat, for for Christmas. And I yeah. I think I'll mention that uh, in a bit because I don't know that we mentioned on the show before, but. Um, because they're going through the batteries like crazy, so having the swappable mm-hmm. batteries is mm-hmm. is actually been really awesome. So, um, so that's how how I've been using it. Uh, Pat, what about you? How have you been using your Quest? Well, I'm always in the exploring uh, how to use things better and how to uh, to help other people with learning things, and. Uh, so I do a lot of miniature golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's my social outlet, and uh, I I play weekly with a group of of women, including one of our listeners. And um, so we usually play for about an hour, hour and a half, and sometimes we go on and play another game. And it's enjoyable, relaxing, and yet you're you. It's a skill you're getting better at, and that type of thing. But it's not a frantic you know, cutthroat type thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing, of course, I'm still using is the the supernatural fitness uh, thing. And so for me, that's the only real exercise I get. And I really enjoy the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I, I don't spend near as, as hard a, a workout as I know a lot of other people do. I'm 75, so I kind of keep down to the lows and mediums. But I enjoy it. And I get, I'm more flexible and I feel healthier. Um, but then I've been doing a lot of ex- exploring in, uh, I think I, well, I don't think we talked about it last time, but Altspace is a, an application or an app that people build worlds in and then other people come around and explore the worlds or do activities in the worlds like there's a whole bunch of Star Trek uh, worlds. Mm-hmm. There are things that are replicas of Disney's Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. rides and uh, experiences in there. There are nightclubs. There are karaoke nights. There are 
uh, AA meetings. There are uh, neurodiverse uh, support groups. I mean, it's just their church. I don't I haven't seen anything Catholic, but there's lots of non-denominational or or um, Protestant churches have have a little little uh, meeting in there. You know, it's just it's amazing what's in there. That's mm. one thing I've been exploring and continue to explore. I haven't been doing a lot of it, but a lot of people have been talking about productivity in VR. And my sons were talking about people that they work with live all day in VR in an office environment that they create the virtual environment or pick one of the ones out there. And they've got like three monitors or up to five monitors and they've got their keyboard and they've got. And so they work in it. Wow. And Tim said one of his friends, the only thing he's got is a desk that's empty and his quest and a keyboard. Wow. Everything else is all in in the headspace. And he really is, you know, feels he's very productive doing that. I talked to another gal the other night who does the same thing, but due to COVID, she had not been able to go out to her coffee shops where she normally would go hang out at a coffee shop and work. She likes the ambient sounds, mm-hmm. the drinking the mm-hmm. coffee, the hearing people around her talking, etc. There are environments that you can go to in the Quest, and one of them is a coffee shop. And there's real people in there, and you hear their voices, and you hear them talking, so you don't want to do trade secrets. <laughs> but she spends all of her day in VR doing work for pay, doing, I think she does writing or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly what she does. So productivity in VR, I've done a little bit with a virtual desktop and with immersed and uh, it's interesting. I don't think I would want to spend my day that way. Yeah. But but it's it's interesting that people are doing that because it gives them distract, distraction-free environments hmm. or background uh, that you, you know, you can be sitting on the mountainside or you can be sitting in space or you can be sitting, you know, a lot of different places virtually. I think it's it's interesting that, that you... Uh, yeah. You've you've brought up a number of different like genres of users, and I think that's maybe one of the primary differences why I haven't used it as much as as you, Pat, um, because I sort of look at the Oculus Quest uh, for my intent as a video game. It's an entertainment thing, right? Right. But you know, if I if I were using it for more the social aspect or to to do productivity or, productivity or you know or those sorts of things i would definitely be using it you know more um but in my in my in my brain it's sort of labeled as a video game system and and that's that is exactly how i use it you know mm. well and that and that's that's a valid use it's mm. just that my background i'm looking at lots of different types of users and yep. i mean i run into truck drivers and engineers and uh nurses and school teachers and at home moms I, I i run across lots of people and so i'm always interested how do they use their quest mm-hmm. and people lots of disabled lots of of homebound and that's my interest is is kind of figuring out what it can be used for you think I'm thinking about like all the people who are who have been stuck at home for the for the past two years, you know, who what you know they were tired of looking at the same four walls and being able to put on the headset and work in that environment. If you could do that, like I'm not sure I could do it, but no, you've got too many other technical uh, <laughs> m- machines that you're using that, right. that aren't in part of the quest. Right, right. 
and I'm not sure I'm not sure that the environment is high res enough for me to to really seriously buy in, you know, to get that that real feel that I'm in it uh, in the way that I need for for that as opposed to like a game. I don't know. Maybe I, I've never I've never tried to do any productivity type stuff. One of the things I find is interesting is that they're um, they're rolling out support for keyboards in it, yes. including a Logitech mm-hmm. and an, the Apple Magic Keyboard. Bluetooth, so they have to be Bluetooth keyboards, and so it it recognizes the keyboard and puts a representation of it in space where the keyboard is in relation to you, so that you can see it in the headset and type on it. Probably not touch right. typing, you know, but probably close yeah, enough. They, people do. There are people who do touch typing too oh, wow. on it, but yeah. yeah, that's and so they say they're just as productive on that. That's kind of wild. Yeah. So the, so we're getting there with this, you know, the holodeck kind of thing. But we're still, I mean, there's still a long way to go, but it's it's interesting. Um, one of the things I wanted to, to mention is uh, so right now we have uh, it tracks your head. Obviously, that's the thing that was the first thing that VR could do was to track your turning your head and your eyes. Uh, then they and now they have hand tracking. They've added that in the past year. Whereas if you even if you're not holding the controllers in your hands, you can pinch and grab, and it shows representation of your hands in in space. Uh, so you can use your hands to do things. Although for most of the the games I use, I think the the controls are still a little better. But yeah, they're faster, well, respond quicker. And I think yeah. some of the games you need the buttons too. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. Now, but I've heard people using drawing things yeah. or some of the art things that the hands have been real effective. That would with. be yes, that would be interesting. And then there, there's now rumors that there's the uh, developers have seen indications that they're they're developing body tracking support. So where your the rest of your body is in space. So if you're kicking out with a leg or you're you know swinging an elbow out, it tracks that. It'll see it. That sort of thing. So I'm kind of curious where the where they where they're going to go with that. Well, and they've already got VR shoes. Yes. So that really? you can walk while you're in VR. It's a Bluetooth connection. And it, 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 it can know, you know, how you're walking and, and uh, keep track of that. And then haptic vests are also out there for the Quest. Right. Presumably, this is to track your body without having to have extra hardware. I think that's the idea with, with this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it says, yeah, there is hardware, but yeah, if, if it's going to be done without other hardware, yeah, that would be really fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it's just sounding more and more like Ready, Pl- Ready Player One, isn't it? Like, <laughs> of course, that's what it's aiming at. Yeah, and I mean, I guess we all kind of want that. I mean that that is such a kind of a cool sort of experience, but right. But not 100%. I want just, you know, like right. X amount of time per week or whatever <laughs> yeah. for that. I don't really want to live my whole life inside it. <laughs> right, right. The big leap will, be, will come when they have the omnidirectional treadmill thing so that you can walk. <laughs> like until yeah. they have one. Yeah. And they're very expensive. Yeah. And they've got to, you know, they got to figure out a way to keep you in place as you're walking and not, you know, falling and that sort of stuff. It's still, it's still early days for that. But so, uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up was uh, the fact that um, we we talked about um, the small space. The, the, the rising popularity, there's an article from uh, the UK's The Guardian, the rising popularity of VR headsets has sparked a 31% rise in insurance claims. Uh, people are playing in their space and getting injured. They're, you know, that's, and that's one of the dangers of VR is, is you got to, you, you got to, 
keep aware that you're not actually in that space. You just have to have part of your, your brain saying, I'm not there, I'm still here. And so when I'm swinging my arms around or I'm leaping off Richie's plank, you know, the, the game about <laughs> walking a plank in the in, off of a skyscraper or any of those things, you've got to be aware of the space that you're in. And the quest tries to do a good job of that. I mean, it, it tells you to mm-hmm. mark out the space that you want to stay in on the floor, and then it will indicate when you're getting close to things. And, um, and if things impinge on that space, if something like if somebody walks into it, it it's supposed to, you know, throw up a warning for you. I mean, it does for me anyway. But, and that's a fairly new feature for it to show when something's coming into your space, right. like a dog or a child. Yes. That's fairly new in the last couple of months. Oh, okay. Uh, but before that, it would be if if you got too close mm-hmm. to the barrier, right. then it would pop up. Now, what a lot of people are doing, what I do is is I have a very small space. I've got a, a little bedroom that I use it for. I don't use the room mapping. I use a stationary. Uh-huh. It's a smaller circle, and I've got a mat that I stand on. And I can l- lunge, and I can go forward and backwards, but I know where I am in space. Right. And what direction I'm I'm going, and I very seldom hit the bookcase or the dresser. But before I did that, I was always hitting them. Yeah. When I just had my guardian uh, room space. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have a divot in the in the floor under the carpet here. There's like this this is low yeah, depression, you, that helps. and I always feel yeah. I always feel for that with my foot, and that's I know where I right. am in the room when that's under my foot. But you're right, like there's the. You don't have to have a 12 by 12 area, although you can certainly have a lot of fun with that. If you've got a small space, you can make it safer that way. Right. I have people that I know that play in a mobile home. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. I uh, took the youth room one time and like moved all the furniture out and had like a (laughs) 20 by 20 foot square. Nice. That was that was really cool. But yeah, but most people, you can't do that in your living room. A lot of people turn their garage into their game oh, room yeah. and they just keep, you know, pull the cars out and yep. there they go. I kind of wish I'd had a space where I could do that with like um, the scram- uh, sports scramble tennis. Because if you got the room, that was the, yeah. you, can ru- you can have it so you're running back and forth to hit the ball as opposed to in the, the normal one. It comes right. The ball basically comes right to you. Um, so it, yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, so you, there's a lot of these videos online of people like diving into their TV or, you know, smashing them, a light fixture over their head. So there's, you know, it's getting better about helping you. And I love the pass through feature where if you tap the side of the, the, the headset, you can turn this on. It's not automatic. I don't think you tap it twice and you see the environment around you. You don't have to take it off to see it's the cameras are showing a pass through of the environment around you, which is really mm. good. You can if, and in stationary mode, that's the default. As soon as you get uh, close to the edge, you you see the the oh, okay. whole room around you. So that's another nice thing. You can reach out and get your glass of something to drink or whatever by just just slightly moving it out of your 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 circle. Okay, I like to freak the kids out by like by talking to them and, and seeing them while I have the headset on. Uh, they kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the biggest thing I've seen is people that uh, it's not a guardian problem. It's a they're playing table tennis and they go to rest their hand on the table. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh no. And, or they're playing miniature golf and there's all these nice places that you're up on the hills or on the side of mountains and stuff like that. And you reach for the rail and it's not there. Right. No. You forget where and you that's are. That's not a guardian problem. That's just a, you know, visualizing. It seems so real. Yeah. Yeah. You forget you're there. <laughs> Yeah, the other one that, that kind of gives me uh, the, the 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 nausea was is a uh, motion sickness is this ISS. 
but it's oh, that, so everybody cool. gets sick on that. It is yeah. so cool to be like, because you're basically floating around inside the International Space Station, and it's just like, <laughs> I mean, I've always dreamed of being an astronaut. I was a kid. I, I, that was what I wanted to be was an astronaut. And to well, now you know you can. <laughs> well, yes, now I know what it would be like to be up there. But it would, yeah, I'd be that would be sick. But it's so cool to 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 really, you know, be able to kind of in a way experience it. Obviously, you yes, know, not, yeah. but. Uh, so it's a lot of curiously. Yeah. Now, there are lots of, of tips about motion sickness, like just being in there 10 minutes at a time and then a little bit longer and a little bit longer. But there's also chewing gum, especially a mint flavor that you really, you know, you're getting something multi sensational out of it. Oh, uh, the sea bands that people use when they go on an ocean trip. Yep. Dramamine. Uh, but the other thing is a fan on you yeah. so that you know what direction you're facing and the textured mat so you know where you are in space. All of those things really help right. with motion sickness. I try to, if I'm going to do one of those, like the the flying game, I try to sit in the chair. Yeah, that, that helps too. Yeah, because yeah, if I stand up in some, one of those things, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so there's an article that we'll share um, from CNN, the 15 best Oculus Quest 2 tips and tricks you need to know, which is a, it's got some good ones, some basic stuff like add friends. And I, I, I agree having friends in, in the, in the Oculus quest in the, the, that world can be fun, especially if you, if you do things, if you're playing games with them or going into spaces, uh, make your own avatar and you can create an avatar that go, that stays with you from app to app. So you don't have to recreate For some apps, some apps, right. The apps that support it. Um, so, I'll ask this, what is your default room? So when you put it on, you have a default environment that you start in. What what do you have for a default? I would ask both of you, your default environment. Father first. <laughs> I really haven't changed it. It's the it's the log cabin or not the log cabin, it's the but you're in the, the mountains and it's it's yep. there's it's kind of got a log cabin kind of feel and it's very cozy and warm and okay. um I <laughs> I don't spend a whole lot of time there anyway, so that's why I, I've never <laughs> even I didn't even know you could change that room until uh, we were looking at this list. Oh, OK. OK. Right. Pat, what, what's yours? Uh, I like change. So about every couple of weeks, <laughs> I've got a new one up there. And I found a couple of games that when you're when you've gotten that app. It gives you another environment. Oh, mist mist gives you another oh. environment so that you see the mist, uh, in, you know, chamber uh, yep. that you go into with the uh, the boats. Oh. And then uh, I've got one that's called. Um, oh, just a second. I got to think about it. I'm going to remember it in a second. But at any rate, it's a nature one. Uh -huh. And when you go into that one, uh you get an environment of being on top of the rocks overlooking the, not the Grand Canyon, but one of the other Western canyons. Uh -huh. And you see the horseshoe uh, river coming around and you hear the sounds oh, of the wind. I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I can't, it's, um, <laughs> I, I, I'll have to put it in the show notes because okay. I just can't remember it. But yeah. And there's places that you can use off of app labs mm -hmm. or side quest to load in other environments. Right. So App Labs and SideQuest are, uh, they are, they let you sideload apps. They sideload uh, different uh, functions and that sort of thing. So um, they're not, it's not directly, it's not the standard support that's basic into it, but it's still supported. Um, so for me, 
I started with the space station. That that was really cool. That, uh, that was mine. But uh, I've moved to the they call I think they call it like cyber apartment. But frankly, yeah. to me, it's an apartment on Coruscant. That's that's the way I look at it. And <laughs> oh, okay. It's, yeah, I mean, it's so cool. I kind of want to I want to walk around in it. That's the downside. Is it, it? that's when you need your twelve by twelve room <laughs> because you can walk around in it. Okay, if you've got the large enough space. Right. Right. Oh man, I want to like go up the steps and look at from there, and you know, and right. you know, that sort of stuff. So it's it is kind of it's it's kind of neat. I mean, it's very basic, and I've I've used a couple different ones, but uh, uh. But that's fun to change that. I like the desert one a lot. Yes. The desert, uh, the sandy looking to it. I guess I miss Arizona. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I was going to say, it's very Arizona. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so another thing that the, that they've added is voice command. So the, you, they have a, a voice. You can control it with your voice, either with by pressing a button and talking. Um, they have a beta version of Hey Facebook, which is kind of. Mm. I don't use that. <laughs> I, one. I don't want to. I don't want to call Facebook. I mean, it's it's bad enough. I've got yep. you know Siri and uh, uh, in Echo, but uh, but you can use the voice commands to to do. It's sometimes a little faster, especially if you if you're not really good at pointing and clicking at the things with the controller, like especially if, especially if you're like shaky hands or anything like that. The voice commands can help you navigate the environment a little easier, so that's good. Well, and I, I use the voice command a lot for taking pictures. Oh. Snapshots in the app. I just say, you know, push the button and say, take a photo. And so, like, when I'm finished with our our Sunday games, we can take a photo of the uh, the scorecard and the people's scores and the people who are playing in the game, and we post them on Facebook, oh, and nice. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, okay. it, it, and, uh, or, like, if I see something I want to remember later, I just take a photo of it, and then when I look at it, I say, oh, yeah, I need to go look up that app, or I need to go look up that event, or whatever it is. Okay. But a lot of people use it for shutting down, because it's faster than trying to go through the click, point, uh, tell it to uh, shut down. I just hold the Oculus button, and, right. and, or the, the the power button, and just, just let it go all the That's way down. That's what I usually but, do if I want to turn it all the way off, yeah. yeah. Uh, so one of the another tip is to use your phone to so to put the oculus app on your phone whether it's ios or android and you can buy games there you can or or get free games that's another thing they mentioned is that there's a lot of free stuff on there as well and Mm -hmm. uh and so and actually that is a nice way to do it and and they often put um discount promo codes in there like get 30 percent off and stuff so look for those deals those are always good deals well and if you don't buy things very often if you just wait long enough, you'll get a discount code. If you buy all the time, you don't get discount codes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so the discount the code. codes are only tied to your account, so you can't give it to somebody else. Right. It's just strictly a 20% off or 30% off or whatever. Yeah. They must give money, too, because I have a $10 credit with them right now for well, yeah, whatever that's, reason. That's, that's what we're either a percentage or a yep. dollar, yep. so many yep. credits. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, for a while, they've had a, a, a promotion where if you buy a Quest and somebody else buys a Quest, that you can refer somebody if you do it. If the timing has to be really tight, though. And they get $30 worth of credit and you get $30 worth nice. of credit. And, uh, and during the holidays, it was $60 wow. worth of credit. Wow. So yeah. that was a big incentive uh, for a lot of people. But you can't do it after you set up your Quest. You have to get the referral before you log in the first time. Okay. So okay. you mentioned the free stuff. Yep. There is a website that I will uh, also put a link in the show notes, but it's called how to VR. Yep. 
Yep, we mentioned that. And it's uh, got a lot of things for newcomers, talking about the free games, the free apps, the free experiences. Uh, there's a whole section on video 360, what to look for, how to make sure you're getting a high quality video. If you want to travel in VR, and I have a lot of people that I know that travel in VR mm-hmm. using YouTube or the uh, either uh, Wander or the other one that I can't still remember, <laughs> oh, Brink. Brink, that's what it okay. is. Brink is the one. Brink is also cool, by the way, because there are some interactive things you can do while you're in the environments. You actually can use your hands to reach out and feel rocks really? that are in your environment. And you can pick up rocks and throw them, and they stay where you throw them for the duration of your time in there. Mm. And you can go pick them up again and move them around or whatever. And uh, it's got a very, very photorealistic. It is not cartoony at all. It is very photorealistic. But you only have about 20 different places you can go. But they are well done. So Okay. Nice. Uh, and I think I lost track of what I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> the how to VR, yeah. is, as I say, it's just really good tips for fitness apps, for health, for travel, uh-huh. you know, for uh, games, et cetera. So one thing that uh, that's really nice is the ability to watch things with other people. So there's like movie theaters. So like if you're in different places, you can both sit down in a theater, watch a movie on a big screen. In fact, you can watch it with other people and have virtual popcorn, which is nowhere near as satisfying as the real thing. But, uh, right. Uh, so get both. And, uh, in fact, there's even a, the ability to like, there's a, uh, there's a Netflix app. You can watch Netflix. There is a Amazon prime video app. You can, so you could watch, I don't know. You can watch Reacher on the, on the big screen inside the headset, which is bigger than your TV, you know, that sort of thing. And, and it, and and some of them have a curved feature, so you right. actually get a feeling of being a little bit more immersed. Right, right, yeah. So it, and then big screen, big screen has uh, movies that you can rent, but they don't change them out a lot. Okay, but a lot of 3D movies are in there. Ooh. So you can Mission Impossible or you know the World War Z, which was very good in 3D. <laughs> I can um, and uh, <laughs> I, I I watched it while I was at my brother's place when he went to bed. I went ahead and just watched a VR movie and and it's it's strangely very satisfying. Oh wow. Cool. Yeah. All right, that and, that would be good. Yeah. And with big screen you can either watch them by yourself in your own room or you can go join a public room and watch things, and you can mute people in there so that even though mm-hmm. you're in a public room, you're private. Oh, good. Because they can, what they're saying, you can't hear. Right. Or you can be social and talk to your friend next to you, et cetera. Right. Nice. Uh, some other things to mention is uh, you can get notifications from your phone in your VR. If you set it up, if you connect it to your phone, you can do that in both iOS and Android, which is can be useful, especially if like you're in it all day doing work, getting your phone notifications. Yeah, there. that would be. Uh, I, I did it for a while and it kept turning itself off and I'd have to redo it again. And I finally decided, you know, I kind of, I'll just check my phone before I get <laughs> in and after I get out. I, I'm just not going to do it. Right, right. <laughs> but you can get to Facebook Messenger and you can get to the Oculus Messenger while you're in the headset. And so you can get notifications from those while you're in there. Yeah. A couple of hardware tips I want to give. So we mentioned getting the, the I mentioned the battery pack that you got me for Christmas. Uh, it's the Bobo VR M2 Pro battery pack head strap. And <laughs> it replaces everything except for the, the eyepiece itself. And it is, the it's extremely comfortable. 
it no longer like it doesn't hold on by strapping around and pulling on your face. It hangs in front of your your eyes and it's counterbalanced by the weight of the battery that is on the back and the battery is magnetically attached. And so it pops on and off, which the kids sometimes knock off while they're playing. But, you know, you pick it up and slap it back on and it's magnetic. Uh, but it's awesome. You can you can swap out batteries when you're running low and get, you know, get another battery back on there. Uh, so it's a great headset. Let me tell you, it, it's really improved the my Oculus use a lot. So it's, if, if you're going to buy one thing, I would I would get that. The other well, the other thing, too, is if you wear glasses, uh, there are several different companies that they're making prescription lenses for inside the the uh, quest. So I got ones from Reloptics and I sent them my prescription that my my optometrist, you know, had given me. And uh, several weeks later, it takes some time. They have to make the they grind the glass, you know, uh, and it comes in the mail and it's two different uh, lenses that you place, you know, they're labeled left and right. You put it in there and you put the headset on without your glasses on. And now and, and I've got um, progressive lenses and it works great. Uh, wow. So really nice uh, uh, to, to get something like that. They're, it's not it's not cheap, but it's not as expensive as like getting a, whole, a regular pair of glasses. Uh, it's it was like $80. $80. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Uh, there are other companies like VR Wave and a couple of others that they'll ship to you faster, uh -huh. and they're about the same price. Some places charge more for difficult prescriptions. Reloptics does not, but they are the slowest to send them to you because they they are so popular and their their customer service is outstanding. Yeah, and they're a, they're a Colorado company, so right, right. I was willing to wait. Other people can, you know, who aren't, you know, there's VR Wave is a very popular one. So um, I'm trying to think of other things in this. Uh, you can, can, like, I think I mentioned, or maybe this was before we started, you can connect your Quest to your PC, uh, Windows PC only, unfortunately. Uh, but to do more, even more games, higher end games, you can use it to uh, to uh, play like Steam, the Steam games or Alex Half Life is the one that everybody talks about yeah. being the the ultimate video graphic experience. So for so. me, it's the Star Wars Squadrons. I just really, really, <sighs> really want to fly in an X wing. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's all I want. I want to fly an X wing. That's my. I will be. I would return to my eight year old life. You know, that would be. Um. So that would be. That's a cool thing. So if you got a gaming PC or a PC class, you know, a gaming class PC, that would be good. Uh, and then you don't have to wait for the PS five VR, which is like unobtainium at this moment. Uh, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. At least you can get that. Um. I want to mention, uh, you mentioned Supernatural before. That's the exercise app. And for the longest time, it was um, the lightsaber style where you're swinging at balloons uh, as they come flying at you. They, they call it flow now. Yeah, they've yeah. added like flow, which is boxing, basically. And so you can now do... Well, flow is the bats and boxing is the other. Oh, right, right. They call it flow because they can't call it lightsabers because Disney. Uh, and then, the, yeah, the other one is, is the boxing and... Um, and they also have like some meditation style stuff like that, but for exercise, so they have the the boxing. So it's a little bit more variety. They've improved their uh, interface that so that you can get to the sorts of things like you can narrow down which instructors you prefer, which kind of music you like. It's a lot easier to get to the. How long are the the workouts? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I I like that a lot. I wish there was actually a way to set it so that you it's set to that every time you come in. But that, you know they'll they'll work on it. 
it's it supernatural is not the least expensive exercise. Beat Saber, frankly, is probably uh, a, a more price conscious one. And you get you get a lot of the the physical exercise benefit, but supernatural really is best in class. It's really uh, fantastic. Now there are some people that have like rowing machines or things like that that use Hollow Fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a new one that's just dropped this week called Less Mills. I think it was maybe two weeks ago. Less Mills is another exercise program, and I think it's a one time fee. Uh, some people really like it. Other people say, no, they like Supernatural a lot better. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of free things through App Labs that uh, are uh, uh, Moonrider mm-hmm. uh, is one that's a, it, that is a browser-based, totally free, and it's kind of like Supernatural and Beat Saber uh, in terms of things coming to you, but you don't get the haptic sensations that you do with Supernatural okay. that, that really make you know that you hit it. Right, right. right. And uh, there's a whole bunch of those free apps. And so there's probably a good eight to 10 apps that are fitness related of varying prices and two of them are subscription. The rest of them are not. Okay. So we should probably wrap things up uh, before we go on too long. I know we could talk for a long time about this sort of thing. Uh, the one thing I want to mention is, is of course, the, uh, uh, Meta, Facebook has been talking about the future. So some of the future things that they've got coming, this new hardware coming, there's an Oculus Quest 3 that may or may not come out this year. So it's a third generation Quest, so it'll improve a bunch of things. Um, and even something called Project Cambria, which is also called, some people are calling the Quest Pro, uh, which would be a high-end and expensive and perhaps something along the lines of Microsoft HoloLens so the more in a professional environment, sort of, uh, that sort of thing. Um, so th- those are coming. Of course, they've talked about the metaverse and something called uh, Horizons. New Horizons or just Horizons? Just Horizons, yeah. uh, Meta Horizons. Yeah. Yeah. There's been news about that, the people complaining about being um, harassed in, you know, personal space, being uh, taken up by people in, you know, in their personal space there um, and coming up with, you know, I was horrified and people surrounded me and they were virtually touching me. And I'm like, there's no real hands, but okay. Uh, They weren't actually, and and it's like, you can always take the headset off. And that's the thing I keep saying to people, you can always take the headset off. However, there are a lot of people that are using this as a way of socializing that are very highly introverted and or have been victims of sexual abuse. And I know that I've talked to several women that said that when this happened to them, they were new to VR, they froze. They didn't know Mm -hmm. what to do. And these people just kept, you know, hounding them and would and they they really did feel assaulted. You know, no, no touching, but verbally noise and just in their face and they they couldn't even think to take off the headset i've been in uh vr like public vr rooms in the quest where you have a lot of um young people or immature people who crowd you and stuff and i you know it wasn't the same thing but um i could i could see where that could be that that's kind of an issue in with the VR is especially VR in public spaces like think of twitter but they can all gather around you <laughs> so there, there, this is an issue with with these metaverse ideas is how do we deal with this? How do we work with this? Um, because it's only good. Like, the problems we're already having with social media are now going to be translated to a, a new dimension, literally. And we need to figure out how to how to deal with that better. So it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. something that that 
Facebook and the others are going to have to figure out. They, uh, Meta has already added a personal boundary uh, feature that uh, it, it provides personal space that you can you can turn it on and no one can get any closer than four feet and that sort of thing. Um, and you can mute other people and that, that sort of stuff. They already had it. It's just that it was not the default. Oh, They've okay. made it now the default. And at this time, you can't override it. You can't turn it off in Meta. Okay. Altspace has the same thing, that they've always had a bubble around you if you wanted to. But now they're changing, the, they're flipping it and making it default, but you can turn it off in, in Altspace. Interesting. Okay. I, I think it's a useful thing and, and will make these spaces more welcoming for, for more people. Yeah. Definitely. All right. That is very good. So uh, let's uh, make a plan to come back to this in a year and see where things are then. I mean, we uh, Quest 3, uh, Pro, uh, Metaverse, uh, that should be an interesting year. Maybe even an Apple uh, VR or AR. Yeah, it, I, I think they're talking about it for a couple of years away, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little ways up. All right. So let's uh, right now take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Bill Q, Eileen H., Andrew V, Maria X, and Tim L. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So uh, a little bit of headline news this week. The Last week, Samsung had it. I, I mentioned last time that we were going to have a, that we're entering into new hardware season. And so the first one up for this new hardware season is Samsung and with their new Galaxy S22 line of phones, uh, which essentially replaces uh, not just the old Galaxies, but the Note, the Samsung Note. If you remember, the Note was their real flagship phone for a while. It was their their big, uh, um, uh, the, the one that they, that they put out there as their most interesting phone. And they had a troubles back a few years ago when they had some battery issues and they had to pull them off the market and it never really recovered and they really haven't updated them in two years. So they've kind of, it feels like a lot of people are saying they've folded whatever the note was into the S22. And so you have um, the S22, the S22 plus and the S22 ultra and the ultra has the S pen so that you can do the writing on the screen and that sort of thing. And, uh, it's I'll let you you know get your opinions, but the way I look at it is Samsung's the Galaxy is essentially the Android iPhone, right? I mean, I I, yeah. I, I to to Android that's the one people get. Yeah, the Android yeah. fans would well, bristle at that because it's like as if that everything is just an alternative iPhone. But from a uh, from an iPhone user standpoint, it's the prices is about the same, the features are about the, the are very similar. It's just one's Android and one's iPhone and you know so um it's it, they're interesting to me i mean the the cameras are nice the they they've got decent size i note that uh, despite samsung's mocking of apple about this for a few years ago there are no headphone jacks uh, on them any, anymore <laughs> um, so we'll see how that how that went but uh, so what do y'all think of this i mean and five five lenses on this i mean at some point these phones are all going to have like all lenses on the back it'll be just right. lenses top to bottom uh it, what do you think interesting who's it for uh you recommend it to anybody you know what do you think uh i mean i'm an apple boy so <laughs> right <laughs> uh i mean so i i mean i i so the 
uh, link you sent, there's a there's a guy kind of giving um, a, a video, giving kind of an overview of the um, the Galaxy S22. And I mean, it, it looks it looks like a really nice phone. Um, I was really intrigued. I've never really delved into to Androids before, but the S Pen did really capture my attention. Um, I don't think I would use it a whole lot, but there have been plenty of times when I've been emailed a document that I need to sign and I'm not at the office. And so I have to do it on my phone. And so a, a, a pen would have worked way better than my finger that I've had to use in the, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I would use it to take notes, but, um, one of the other things that they mentioned that I thought was, um, a brilliant way to use it was, a. If you're like going to take a picture, you can use the S Pen as a remote trigger for taking a photo. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so like some of those kind of things sounded really interesting to me. They they aren't going to make me switch from a from an iPhone, right? You know, so I, I would for me, it would be this would be for the people who are already Android users and, you know, are, are you know, have a four 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 year old phone that they need to upgrade and. And, you know, are comfortable with the with the Samsung Galaxies and, you know, would want to do that. And mm-hmm. they you look know, really cool, but they do. I'm 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 not I'm not going to get one. So both of us being from Northern Climes, we the S Pen would solve one issue for us, which is trying to use the phone with gloves <laughs> on. Yes. yes. Uh, it drives me crazy because, like, you know, you, you, they have these capacitive gloves where you it never worked. Right. My. My my gloves the the actual like they they have like a rubber kind of thing on the on yeah. the finger, it's worn off because I I've just worn the gloves so much. <laughs> right, right. So right. like I I need to go buy new gloves to yeah use so it. So you yeah. use your phone. So, but having but the, the pen, the pen would, be, would totally yeah. yep. So that, that's one nice thing that if you know Apple were were thinking about doing it, I would I'd be interested in. Yeah. But again, that that's just for the S twenty two Ultra. That's not for the other yes. models. Only for the top of the line phone. Yeah, which is twelve hundred dollars starting yeah. price point. It's even higher than the yeah. than the iPhone, the Pro Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the um, you know, Apple's already got the pencil, the Apple pencil. Mm. That would be a natural yeah. to carry over to to the 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 uh, the Max. You know, the 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 next version of the Max if they wanted to use the pencil for that. Definitely, yeah. But uh, I know that uh, Steve Jobs did not like styluses. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's that's kind of why they've never done that. Steve Jobs was brilliant, but he was not infallible, as we know, because he also no, that's thought nobody wanted to watch video on a small screen. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well and, and the stylus, um, I again, I, I probably wouldn't do it on an, an S22 Ultra. But when I was in college, we, we had a... Um, I forget if it was a Fujitsu or, or what kind of a Windows PC it was, but it was a Windows laptop but tablet combo. And so you would spin the screen around and fold it down and you had a stylus. And that's how I would write. Because when I was in math class, you, you're not going to type out math equations because right. you've got symbols no. and you've got. Right. And it was the, the stylus was phenomenal. And I sort of missed that. Um, granted, I'm not doing a whole lot of mathematics at this point, but, <laughs> but yeah, the, the stylus is not just yeah. kind of a, a gimmicky thing. There's, there's definitely legitimate uses for it. Well, markup on PDFs that you get, you, yep. you oh, want yeah. to make a note or you want to, uh, to circle something that those all could be done much nicer with, with a stylus or an Apple yeah. pencil. Or I've seen all sorts of like, if you're going to take a screenshot like if you like on a map and you want to mm-hmm. like say, you know, meet me here at the park, Notate on this, it. you know, right, you know, yeah. yeah. Any, any notation uh, would be easier with a stylus than my, than my finger. 
I'm old enough to have had a Palm Pilot with a stylus. And <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it was it was extremely useful. So um, nice. So uh, the other part of that uh, story was that they, their event, the Samsung Unpacked 2022, uh, they did it partly in the metaverse, and it didn't go quite how it was planned. There was a hysterical uh, Twitter thread of this one guy who was trying to get in and just got lost in the metaverse and could never, never actually got to the Samsung announcements because he was lost in the metaverse and got stuck <laughs> on a tree. And it, it just it was really Quite Didn't know how humorous. to negotiate, navigate. That's any newcomers; they wouldn't know how to get it through in through that. Well, know? he said he's like he's not a newbie to to the oh, meta really? into the VR. It's just it, the the way it was set up was really bizarre, and yeah, so it's just kind of funny. It's you know, it's it's new. It's new. We'll, <laughs> we'll get there. I have some of my clients that use Androids, and a lot of them have Samsungs, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm sure I will see see these coming up. Uh, again, a lot of, you know, if you're going to talk equivalent machines, you have the Samsung and the, and the iPhone are pretty much equivalent. Then mm-hmm. there's a lot of other Androids that are other brands. Right. right. And so for most, a lot of my clients who are lower, say, maybe not on the higher end of the income scale, they're not usually buying the, that, the higher price Samsung. They're getting the lower one or they're getting an LG or they're getting a, a uh, you know, some of the other Androids that are around. Right. And if I were looking, I'd, I would seriously consider the Google Pixel as well. Just... I've gotten I've had several Google phones mm-hmm. and uh, because I need one Android to to have to help my clients. Right. And right. that's what I've done in, in in two or three of them have been Google. Yeah. All right. Good. And so uh, we'll, we'll look forward to more announcements from various uh, manufacturers over the next few months, including Apple, which has got a rumored event coming up. 30-inch iMac, 30-inch iMac. I'm crossing my fingers. On my birthday, (laughs) right? March 8th? March 8th. Isn't that, yeah, that's yes. the... happy birthday for you. <laughs> I don't Maybe think I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not going to get anything from Apple this year. <laughs> so uh, I've got uh, another story that we wanted to talk about, and this is another interesting one also from The Guardian, the UK Guardian. They're really hitting it out of the park this week. This is a story about internet access, and they have, they're reporting on this study that was done by uh, Cardiff University in Wales and Sapienza University in Rome, which looked at behavior among hundreds of thousands of people and looking at correlating Internet speed versus uh, activism versus being involved in specifically political parties, trade unions and social volunteering. And when they mean political activity, they mean not keyboard warrior but like getting out getting out the door and going and doing things Uh, and what they found was is that the faster the internet speed that people had in their home the less likely they were to be involved in these activities outside of home however it did not there was not a similar drop-off in family engagement or other social engagement with friends just in this sort of uh, activism. Pol- activism sort of things. Political activism, union trade union activity, which apparently is, you know, it's it's probably more there's probably more activity in Europe for this sort of thing. I don't think there's as much activity here in the US on, on outside of the job. Uh and also volunteering, volunteering in uh charitable volunteering, which would be a fall right into the hub for uh for our purposes in you know in Catholic Church. So what do you think? I mean, why do you think there is this drop off? Is it just that people are 
busy online? I mean, because they're doing other things that they don't find the same drop off in other kinds of activity. So that you're so you're saying that if they've got high speed internet, that they're not going out and doing all of these other things, right? They're they may be doing similar looking up a research of these things, but they're not going out door to door or in physical. They may uh, be talking about it on Twitter uh, just as much, but they're not going out and volunteering in a campaign, for instance. I, w- I want to make a philosophical distinction here. Okay. Um, <laughs> correlation is not causation. Right. Correct. So, it, I mean, d- I guess I I didn't have a chance to read the article. Did they find that it was causally related or just they just happened to notice that there was a correlation between high internet use or high internet speeds and lack of activism because if it's correlation it could be the result of they're spending more time online and not getting out there but there could also be something else happening within the communities or you know because if if other things aren't being affected family life social life they found well one of the things they found i don't think they have found direct causation but what they have found is that when you when you uh, account for all the other factors, like all all other you know uh, uh, whether it's um, social class, income, race, sex, you know all these different things, it's it bear, it holds true. So it holds true across you know across all the uh, so many of the other factors that you would look at. So it's it is not they don't have a, a causation yet. But they there is a there is a strong correlation that kind of is is you can account for you know you I forget what the term is the uh, the sociological term is but uh, it it it's indicates that there's a, there's something there that it's not just mm-hmm. two disparate mm-hmm. statistics so right um, you know we so they had uh, the study suggests that. When in, the decline in political parties appeal when internet speeds rise compared with unions, maybe because political parties only indirectly safeguard their supporters' particular interests, while trade unions have a stronger and more explicit commitment to advocate for their members. Maybe because mm. it was it was a greater drop off for political parties. I I just wonder if the percentage the, of their time being spent online may be really the factor is that they're not getting out there to do other things. Right, I think. Maybe the 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 fact is is that the, the more the more time you the higher speed leads to more time spent online in certain activities, right. which I think can cause you to be less interested in doing that sort of stuff outside of the phone or the computer screen. Um, I, I don't know. It's an it's an interesting study, and I'm not sure. Like some of the drop off may be you know is is certainly attributable to COVID. You know, people going out less. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, people aren't going and mm-hmm. gathering in these things. Uh, you know, regardless. But uh, it's I don't know. But it's, then that should have been as the same percentage, whether it was low speed internet or high speed internet. Exactly, exactly. So it's that doesn't explain all of it. So um, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. So they, they said uh, the combined effect on engagement with organizations was a 6% reduction in participation from 2010 to 2017 for each 1.8 kilometers closer to the local exchange someone lived, which they equated with higher speed. I'm not even sure I agree with that because there's also different types of internet providers that not just distance makes a factor. I'm going to guess... I, I, and in fact, I wish I knew, and maybe uh, listeners can can let us know, that internet speed 
it's not the the the, inter, the internet provider situation is different in Europe than it is here. Uh, ah. In in probably it's done as a as a local utility as opposed to privately contracted. You know, and I and I buy a package at you know, and I can choose a different speed depending on how much I want to pay. I'm gonna guess it's different in the in the UK especially. It may be like the older DSL service that is a fact that the further you were away from the 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 hook the connection point, the slower your speed. Right. But that's not true with other types of things like fiber and uh, uh, cable. So one of the th- one of the the things that they worry about is that uh, to quote the one of the study authors, the rise. Uh, see, these kinds of organizations have been defined as schools of democracy political organizations, trade unions, social organizations, where people learn the benefit of cooperation and adding that involvement with such organizations also help people to trust strangers. The rise of populism has been linked to a decline in interest in public affairs, and we thought that being less politically and socially active, people may be less capable of interpreting political phenomena and understanding the complexity of the management of public affairs. I'm not sure that's necessarily true. I I think people tended to not be as involved in the past either. But I think there's some truth in the fact that being involved in groups outside of your home, outside of work, uh, is good for communities. It helps strengthen community. It helps teach values and teach cooperation, um, especially when you have to deal with people who don't think like you, who have different views. And I think a lot of our polarization and division has to do with the fact that we're spending less time with people who are unlike us in our views, uh, in in our silos online, so that there may be something to and, that. And maybe part of that is with higher speed internet that people are going to the communities online that are like what they are, and yes. that's that's already it reinforcing that they're not getting the the uh, the news coming in in other ways, right? And right. involvement, yeah. All right. So and then our uh, last headline is uh, the Pentagon is looking for sanitation engineers in space, in space, Uh, garbage in space. (laughs) So the one of the things that they note is is that there is the the atmosphere, the orbit, the the the, you know, the the orbital shell around the, the planet, the low Earth orbit is dense, relatively speaking, with trash. Everything from tiny specks up to large chunks of used rockets, old satellites, et cetera, et cetera. They, the uh, U.S. Space Force tracks about 40,000 pieces of debris that are fist size and larger, and there's much more, even smaller than that. And all of it, including the tiniest pieces, are a danger to other spacecraft. Even a tiny speck of dust hitting the ISS at orbital speed could cause a serious uh, problem for the the astronauts and the space station. So what do we do with all that decades of space travel junk? Well, they're going to start subsidizing or you know, putting out contracts to study how to deal with it. And so hmm. there's a couple of companies that are already working on uh, programs figuring how to scoop up junk in the in the in orbit (laughs) (laughs) so well one of them is this company called astroscale which is developing a spacecraft that would they hope would uh, be able to meet a tumbling object in space mimic its spin and then grab it using a magnet um and then probably would like hold on to it and then eventually deorbit burn and you know burn up in the atmosphere or something like that 
Um, or they could harvest stuff and reuse it. You know, if you know, another company might maybe could come up with an idea of, uh, you know, harvest it, Salvage. bring it to an orbital manufacturing recycling plant and create new things, new rockets. Well, or we could put up a lot more and then we'd have a great barrier, you know, the, the <laughs> Skynet or the uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the defense net. <laughs> Def yeah, defense net to, to ward off uh, uh, aliens and aliens, uh, right. asteroids. Right. <laughs> so what, what do you think? Wow. I mean, is this a... Uh, well, there there is a lot of, of stuff debris up there, and I know that it's getting more and more. In, and I've heard more cases of things that they're they're worried about it it damaging other things, like the Starlink things that damage or got close to a what was it a Chinese satellite or something? Yeah, that got awfully close. I was just going to say, and, and especially because we're going to be putting we put more and more satellites up, satellites up there anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, we need to be prudent on what happens with the with the old the junk yeah the, the right. old stuff well and there was that case uh was it last year uh where the russians were doing an anti-satellite missile test where they blew up a satellite and created this giant cloud of deadly debris and they More had to stuff. yeah they had to evacuate all the astronauts from the space station including some russians into the you know the Soyuz capsule just in case you know it you know what was that sandra bullock movie gravity uh, yes, you know that essentially the same similar situation. So, um, good on them for coming up with this plan. I, 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 go, go, Space Force. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Space Force season two on Netflix is coming out this Friday. For anyone who was a fan of the first season, it was kind of funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, that does it for our headlines this week. Let's go to our picks of the week. Uh, Father Andrew, what is your pick this week? So my pick is is very. Uh, well, productivity based. Um, I was actually surprised we haven't done this one before, but my pick is Microsoft Office 365. And and the, the reason for it is, is um, I use it all the time. Uh, yes, I'm an Apple, an Apple fanboy, but with Parish Life, we're using Microsoft Publisher for our bulletin. I'm always using uh, Microsoft Word to to write letters or, you know, to um, for for just parish business and stuff. Um, haven't used PowerPoint a whole lot, but I've used it occasionally when it when I've had to give like presentations to to the parish. Uh, but I've I grew up with the Microsoft products, so I'm used to them. I like them. They work really well. I prefer them over the Apple products pages and, and keynote and, and those sorts of things. And, um, you know, especially for a business world or even for, if you're in school, uh, the Microsoft products are, are really good. So Microsoft office 365, it's a subscription base, but it gives you access to all of those, those applications. And there's more than just the ones that I said, there's outlook, there's, um, access. yep. There's yep. Pub publisher. Uh, yeah. There's Some like of those are note. PC only, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Well, and, yeah. and and that's one of the key points is is um yeah, like publisher you can't download on a Mac, but you can you can download it I think if you have a personal subscription you can download I think onto five five machines or so. Um but you can download uh the the main ones, uh Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook to a Mac. So in fact, mm -hmm. that's like how I have my my parish email is is through Microsoft Outlook on my Mac. Um, the cost for a personal use is $70 a year for, for one user. And I think there's a, there's a family, uh, family plan for a hundred dollars yep. is, uh, for six, six, uh, users. Yep. Um, and, and the subscription is just, 
I, I I remember when I was in college, it was like, oh, I'm never going to pay a subscription. I'm just going to buy the software outright. But then, you know, then they came out with a new software a few years later and you'd have to rebuy it. So I've sort of <laughs> decided that, you know, $70, $70 a year is worth it. Uh, to, and you're to, to always getting the latest version. Yep. I mean, you can yep. always get the latest mm-hmm. updates, et cetera. Yeah. And it comes with the apps for uh, your phone, your tablet. Yep. And you get a OneDrive. We mentioned this, la- I think it was last week. You get storage before. space. The yeah. storage space. You get up to a terabyte of storage per person. So it's, yeah, it's a good deal. I use, uh, here at StarQuest, I, we use Google, the Google Docs. Like we use Google Docs for shared, anything that was shared, like our rundown for this, the show, and some Google Sheets that we need to share. But I use Excel spreadsheets for a lot of things and Word. Although if I have to do a presentation, I'm sorry, it is Keynote all the way. That's just. Is it? It's easier to use. It's easier to use. I mean, PowerPoint has come a long way, but uh, it just looks the the end result is fantastic. It is mm-hmm. really beautiful. Uh, I I've always had compliments on my presentations whenever I've given them that in in Keynote. So it's really fantastic. Still, oh, that's good to know. But uh, yeah, Office is just one of those things that you just you just get with yep. your computer. You just gotta yep. get it. Excellent, good pick, uh, Pat. What is your pick? Well, this is a free software application that will run on, um, I guess, all the major platforms. Uh, And it's for, especially in the gaming community or topics of that type of thing, it's called Discord. And uh, basically, like for a lot of the gaming stuff that I'm talking about, like the mini golf and the, the virtual desktop and big screen, all of these major apps have a Discord server. And that's a great place to go and find out the frequently asked questions, the release notes that are coming up, connect with other people who are using the product, ask questions. Uh, like with our, our golf thing, uh, that's that's where a lot of people go to to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm free for an hour. Anybody want to play a game? And th- that's a great way to do it. You don't have to worry about friending somebody on Facebook and and trying to get the connection that way it's it's like okay there's all these people that are say hey I'm ready and you just jump into the game with those people and and it's a good set of people because you're not getting the young kids or the inexperienced uh, immature people it's because they have the certain barrier that they've got to learn a little bit about discord in order to get in and set up an account yeah so, and I know that it's been real big with the the older game uh, systems that people would use Discord to talk to each other during mm-hmm. the games. It's not being used this way here. It's more of used as a forum that's very targeted for that particular application. Right. Yeah, it started as a way to communicate while you're in a game. Right. Or, but it, it's all it's grown so far beyond that. And in fact, I'm in several Discord communities that have nothing to do with gaming. Uh, there's I have in one that's a D and D group, but uh, the others are you know just a a group of uh, social media refugees. <laughs> Some of us who've <laughs> oh yeah okay. we've, we've created a safe space where we could we can be just talk about everything without worrying about you know having it being public. Um, and that sort of thing. But and there's uh, and then I have blogged to some that are connected to like specific apps. Like uh, there's a uh, Homebridge community and there's one for obsidian the other software uh and then there's some podcast ones like relay fm i enjoy that community there and uh father roderick von hogan has a relay community for his patrons uh, oh i didn't know i mean that. a discord yeah. community for his patrons and so in fact uh 
a lot of Patreon creators can create a Discord community that's connected so that only patrons can go in. So it's kind of an interesting uh, way of fostering community. So that's it's good. Uh, yeah, Discord is 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 great. Yeah, and it runs on the phone, iPad, uh, my Mac, my PC. Uh, I haven't tried it on Linux, but I'm assuming there's a Discord uh, uh, release for Linux as well. Uh, excellent. Thank you. So my pick is a little bit of hardware that's kind of fun called the Quick Draw. It's from Elevation Lab, and it's very simple. You know, a lot of times I've, I I have so many things plugged in on my desk. I've got cables running here, there, and everywhere. And sometimes I just want to have a handy lightning cable so that when I want to plug in my phone or my daughter comes in to do her math work in the morning, she can plug in her phone. But I don't want the cable laying like across the desk. It's just messy. And so this, the quick draw, is just a nice little smartly designed gadget that you, that uh, it, it uses adhesive to attach to the bottom of your desk and it keeps a, co- a cord hidden away there, like with a little uh, um, spring-loaded clamp. And when you, whenever you, you need it, you just reach underneath, you grab it, and you pull it out, and it's right there in your hand uh, to use. It, and it holds it there so it doesn't fall on the ground. You know, like if when you let go of it, it's still attached to it. And then when you're done, you just slide it back in, and it's back under your desk, out of the way, out of sight, out of mind. You're not tripping over it. It's just a neat little, you know. Uh, handy gadget that uh is nice the elevation lab has a, has a bunch of stuff like that that's really nice um i've mentioned I, I have their uh undermount um headphone holder it's like a hook that goes on the desk to hold my headphones and it has some cord management that goes with it to keep it uh you know from tripping on the, <laughs> my headphone cords which i hate uh but keeps the headphones right there whenever i need them and I need them all day long when because of you know editing and that sort of stuff. So uh, Elevation Lab is really nice, but this uh, the Quick Draw is like fifteen bucks, so uh, oh, cool. inexpensive. Great. So that's our picture of the week. That's our show. We'd uh, like to thank you for listening, and uh, we'd love to hear from you what you think of anything we've talked about. Any if you have any questions for us on any of the topics we discussed or feedback at all, you can comment at sqpn.com/technology. Or at the StarQuest Facebook page, facebook.com slash starquestmedia. Or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. And of course, you'll find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our website. Be sure to join the StarQuest fan club by texting StarQuest, one word, S-T-A-R-Q-U-E-S-T, to 66866. I was halfway through spelling it. I thought, oh, this is a bad idea. Uh, Send StarQuest (laughs) to 66866. Until next time, Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Always a pleasure. Pat Scott, thank you as well. Thank you. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest. <laughs>